This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. What is up, Crush Crew? I'm Bernadette Joy, your favorite rich auntie and your host of the Crush Your Money Goals podcast. Since starting in 2018, I've paid off $300,000 of debt, built my first million dollars of net worth, and grew from this podcast to a full financial education company that just crossed its first half million dollars in revenue. And along the way, I've met some incredible thought leaders and experts in the fields of personal finance, career, and entrepreneurship. And you will have the joy of meeting one of my favorite people as this season's co-host. Hola, hola. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez, the founder of the Women's Wealth Effect, where I focus my time as an investing and career coach to help women like you reach financial independence with confidence. I'm also a debt-free millionaire after paying off over $420,000 in debt and now live in Portugal with my amazing husband and two children after 15 years climbing the corporate ladder in the global tech industry. Thanks to the investing and career knowledge, I am so passionate about sharing with you. Welcome to season six of Crush Your Money Goals, The Women's Wealth Effect. Hello, welcome everybody. It is Bernadette and I am so, so excited for this season because I decided to bring on an amazing guest host and she's gonna introduce herself. Hi everybody, Stephanie Gonzalez here. I will be coming to you from Lisbon, Portugal for this season. And I'm so excited that I'm going to get the opportunity to work with Bernadette and speak with you all weekly for this season. I love it. And I'm so excited. Our first international cross-Atlantic yes. season. <laughs> and Steph and I were Instagram friends Yeah, to begin with. Yeah. I was in Singapore. You were where you were. Uh-huh. I was in Asheville yeah. at the time. Yeah. And then we met in Orlando this past year. Mm-hmm. And now we're in Lisbon. And then we'll see each other in California later this summer and... The story goes on. I'm sure you guys will hear more about the story, but it just goes to show you that social media is actually a great place (laughs) if you decide to make it so and connect with people who you feel like you can really have great, meaningful conversations with. And that's what we hope to bring to you in this season of Crush Your Money Goals, which is going to be the Women's Wealth Effect, which is Uh Steph's business. I'm so excited. Yeah, this season is really going to be focused on helping six-figure worthing women. Worth is a verb per Bernadette and her amazing speech at FinCon this past year, but worthy women who are not only like really looking to figure out how to increase their net worth and their self-worth, but are really ready to take action to do so. And while we can sit here and try to inspire you all day, every day, we're really going to try to make the season actionable and detail-oriented enough to help you walk away with some real real good things and nuggets to take away. Yes. And when Steph and I talked about who do we really want to speak to in this season, we decided this season in particular for, like she said, six-figure earners, mm-hmm. worthing women. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that if you're listening to this and you're not making six figures that you're not going to learn something from here. But we noticed that, especially when we talked at FinCon, that there's a lot of financial content out there for financial literacy, mm-hmm. for teaching women kind of the basics of finances, but there is a really big gap in the information for women and particularly women of color Mm -hmm. who, you know, do really well in their careers, who do get to those, you know, senior levels of their career paths and who make a decent amount of money. Yeah. And there's not a lot of direction or education for those women. And so we decided to fill that gap with the season 
and talk about the things that both she and I have experienced, both in corporate and as entrepreneurs, having earned six figures, and the things that we wish someone had told us when we were at that point. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, I think this kind of cuts deep still for me right now because I'm a little over a year removed of leaving my 15-year career and Wait, hold on. She's like un- totally underplaying that. <laughs> she she was a very, you know, high level, uh, you know, kind of senior person in her company at a very well-known company. And she took the giant leap of like cutting those golden handcuffs. Yeah. And a year since she left that, this is where we are now. So I'm going to celebrate her because she doesn't <laughs> do it enough, I think, for herself. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I, I feel like when I was making the decision to leave, I had a lot of clarity. I had a ton of control. I had a lot of confidence in that decision. It was almost like you couldn't tell me any other thing, right? 10 years prior to that, five years prior to that, three years prior to that, I could not have seen myself leaving that phase of my life, the identity that was really tied up in that. But as I looked around at all the other amazing women I was working with, I feel like a lot of us were suffering in silence Mm -hmm. for various reasons, whether it was burnout, microaggressions, trying to figure out how to do the career thing with no roadmap. But having my financial backing and understanding what the work was for, what the increased income was for, and what I was ultimately going to do to tie that to my purpose just really created this limitless potential within me. And I want that for other women. Mm -hmm. And I want to be really clear Women's wealth effect is not about just reaching financial independence and becoming an entrepreneur and like leaving the corporate world behind. I really feel like there is a lot of work to be done, really meaningful work to be done to advance women in the workplace, to make it a more equitable workplace. And we need women and women of color in these senior positions in the C-suite. And in order to do that, your financial backing is going to make that sustainable Mm -hmm. in my mind, right? And so- I really just hope to be able to share what I've learned in my journey and what you've learned and how we, like, I feel like we feel the same way about a lot of different topics when it comes to personal finance, but come from very different points of view too at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a really interesting and great season. Let's yes. And one of the reasons that I asked Steph to be on this season as well is because I'll be honest, you know, there's a lot of folks who are on the personal finance kind of space who um, say, oh, I left my corporate job and, you know, like I made this big leap. But if you actually kind of peel back the layers of some of those stories, and not to say that those are bad stories, but a lot of them were kind of at the more junior levels. And I think it is a different beast to leave your corporate job when when you're making a certain amount of money or you're at a certain level. Like when I left corporate, I was reporting directly into my CEO at the time, which was a different thing than if I was like an analyst, right? And so one of the reasons that I thought it was really important for us to have these conversations over the next season is, like I said earlier, there's a lot of women who have done really well in their careers. And I actually am a big proponent as well. I used to work in HR for 10 years. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of women who can build wealth while still working in corporate. You don't always have to leave that job in order to do that. And one of the things that I wanted to make sure uh, we were able to cover in this season is, you know, if you're not someone who's looking to leave your job anytime soon, well, what are the ways that you can still continue to feel like you have purpose, yeah. feel like you have community, and still build wealth in a meaningful way? Absolutely, absolutely. And how many podcasts are you going to be able to tune into and listen to two women of color who are millionaires? <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's Okay. I forgot to mention that as well. One of the other reasons that I thought Steph was the perfect person is because she is also a millionaire, right? And so one of the things that y'all have heard me say in the podcast before is don't listen to broke people, which I think is a given, <laughs> right? But 
it is very rare. And I don't even know that we can, I, I don't know if I can even point to another platform or podcast where it's two women of color who are both millionaires relatively early yeah. in the thirties. And I thought it would be really interesting to see what organic conversations we would have as long as well as bringing on some other really cool guests yeah. who I think can share some deep, meaningful ways that you can build wealth uh, in ways that maybe you haven't heard before. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what Bernadette and I are going to get into is, you know, when I was thinking about the concept of women's wealth effect, I was really thinking about when women build wealth, we don't just internalize that wealth and like, we're not greedy about it. We really want to turn around, impact our communities, of course, impact our families, but that can look and manifest in a lot of different ways. Career, wealth in investing, it could also contribute to your health, whether that's your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, your financial health. And then lastly, you know, your communities. And so we're going to have these four pillars across the different topics that we talk about, but we want to dive into that so that we can really kind of suss out some data, some factual information, how we feel about the specific topic. So I'm going to ask you first. Yes. What you think. Because um, you grilled me on crush whenever we did our first episode <laughs> together. She's getting back at me now. I love it. <laughs> um, but tell me, you know, in your mind, when you think about the career effect around women's wealth effect as an umbrella, what comes to Yeah. So first off, I love that you have these four pillars because they're correlated and they're interrelated. And career specifically for, you know, me that I think that a lot of us have to talk more about is that it's not linear as no. we have been taught yeah. early on. It's like, oh, just get promoted here, here, here. And then I thought you brought up a really good point when we were doing some research about this. Steph is a great researcher, by the way. She pulled all of these datas and figure, facts and figures. And she said, she found data that said only one third of six-figure earners are women. And for every director promoted into the ranks, two female directors leave. Yep. And I personally saw that myself when I was in corporate. And part of the reason that I probably didn't stay in corporate for as long as I probably could have was because mm -hmm. I didn't see anyone that looked like levels me. above me. Yeah. And even if I did, I will say there was another Asian woman who was pretty high up within my organization and she was miserable. Most women that I was working with were not happy in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of research right now that says women, especially women in leadership, are switching jobs at a higher rate than men are right now. And it's because we're demanding that we be heard, that we be seen, that we find fulfilling work, that we have flexibility. And so corporate or the workforce in general really has something to answer to right now mm -hmm. if they really want to see the level of change that's going to be required. Um, and so, you know, for me, I think about the tremendous amount of choice and autonomy I had over the course of my life because my income was increasing. But how much, how important it was for me to educate myself on what I was going to do with that income and then ultimately turn that into being able to network with other women and figure out like, how the hell do we do this thing? Um, so I have a career effect series that we're starting this summer so that I can bring women to talk about their personal lives, their professional lives, how they did it. And these are going to be SVPs, VPs at various different companies across industries just to give us the ability of seeing what is it like to do what we're doing? What struggles have we actually experienced? And how can I see myself in these roles in the future? Mm -hmm. Transparency is going to be so key. And we don't have to network on the golf course or behind a bar to actually share these stories. Yes. So that's going to be really important this year for me um, and being able to contribute back to the female community um, and share stories more authentically. I love that you have this 
idea of career resiliency. Mm -hmm. Can you share more of what you mean by that? Yeah. You know, my boss kept talking to me about, and, you know, I was going through having my first child, being married abroad. We had left our family back in the U.S. and we're living in Singapore. My job was becoming even more demanding. I was a director in the global supply chain. COVID happened. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Supply chain. And, yes, I, I never... I, honestly, if you asked me to go back into the corporate world, I probably wouldn't choose anywhere else with the supply chain because, number one, I know it really well, but number two, I just see how much impact it has on the entire world. I mean, we were helping healthcare organizations, education systems, people in the workforce just be able to connect and live their lives at that time. So hair was on fire mm -hmm. in the supply chain when COVID happened. But when I think about it, you know, I was really struggling. I was getting feedback from other leaders about how they perceived me. And I was kind of crumbling on the inside. Mm. But at this, the way that I combated that was working harder, right? Because I didn't know anything else. I just The only way I knew how to fix things was work harder. Mm -hmm. And my boss kept talking to me about, like, this is not sustainable. We've got to figure out a way how to make some changes specifically for you because you need to be able to come to work as your full-ass self and, you know, do the best work that you can. And while he was right— I still believe that there was opportunity of figuring out how to, to really crack that nut. And part of it was I didn't even know who I was as a Latina, mm -hmm. as a, like a mom navigating this world, and how I even wanted to show up as a leader at work. And so career resilience is the financial element, but it's also the ability of being able to come in and speak your truth and stand in your own two shoes, feel comfortable in your skin. I mean, we hear all sorts of information research about how African-American women literally code switch to be able to come into work right? or experience microaggressions that I couldn't even fathom, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a very chaparita short girl, <laughs> and I'm very fortunate for uh, Zoom calls and the phone because not many people could see me. So people thought I had a lot of authority through my voice on the phone, but when they actually saw me, they were like, oh, huh, this little lady is doing what she's doing. And so it was really interesting just navigating the workplace and all the things that we experience, not only as women, but as women of color. So career resilience is going to take a lot. There's a lot of change that's required. But what I've experienced is that financial backing really helps you piece a lot of it together in the way that it's going to serve you. Ultimately. Mm, I love that. I love that. And career being that first pillar, I think, you know, intertwines well with the second pillar mm -hmm. of the women's wealth effect, which is investing. And mm -hmm. so you talked about that financial backing, which was largely due to your kind of prowess and being able to invest. So yeah. can you talk a little bit more about that pillar for you? Yeah. So personal experience first, right? I started off making $30,000 in 2007. And by the time I had left my job in April 22, 22 last year, I was making over 275K plus benefits as an expat. Mm. So just kind of put that into perspective. And that was over the course of 15 years. But when we moved to Singapore, my husband and I really kind of started thinking about the financial element opportunity in front of us. And we started putting a plan together that ultimately allowed us to invest multi-six figures a couple years in a row, pay off our debt, all of those things. But more and more women are looking to invest now and they're investing outside of their retirement accounts, right? Mm -hmm. So a study came out that said in 2021 by Fidelity, 67% of women are investing outside of their retirement accounts. That's up from 44% in 2018. So while more of us are interested, we need the right information we need information that's relevant to us. Quite frankly, whenever my husband was seeding me fire from the beginning of probably when we got together, 
what he would send me didn't really resonate with me because it wasn't someone that looked like me. It wasn't someone that had the experiences that I was having. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like it's so incredibly important for voices like yourself, myself, to share our transparent, authentic stories so that other women can relate, Mm -hmm. right? You know, most of what's on YouTube right now does not have a child, is not married, is not, you know, navigating an ambitious career in the corporate workplace and navigating being, you know, a minority or a person of color, mm-hmm. right? And so you you package all that stuff into what is still needed, and there's a tremendous amount of opportunity there. A tremendous amount. And what I found to be really mind-blowing in the last couple of years, uh, so, you know, I left my corporate career back in 2016, so I've been yeah. in this entrepreneurship space for a while, but I didn't really start aggressively Investing until the last couple of years after we became completely debt-free. And we'll talk more about that in a future episode. But as I've coached women, and I started in January 2020, and investing was like such a hot topic during the the pandemic. And so if you look at any of the personal finance creators who really blew up in the last couple of years, they all were doing some sort of investing content. And the part that I struggled with seeing a lot of the content that was out there, which I hope we can fill in some gaps in this season is it was a lot for beginner investors. Mm -hmm. And um, it was kind of overlooking this population of women who had money, who had, like, it was always like, oh, here's how you invest if you have a little bit of money. I'm like, no, there's actually a lot of women who have decent money sitting on the sidelines. And then they're going into things like Robinhood with like no map or or real (laughs) reason why they're doing it. And it blew my mind how many women I have personally coached who make six figures, multi-six yes. figures. And, and then I asked them, well, why did you choose to invest in this thing in Robin? And they're like, I don't know, because I saw it on a YouTube video. Yes. And they're like, okay, let's uh, hold on. Yeah. Let's let's backtrack here. I'm like, do you understand what your RSUs are? Do you understand like you could have put in, you know, 22,500 into your 401k? And like they didn't have any idea about any of that. So the, we're gonna talk more about that. The fact that most of these women actually finally see that they can invest not just a thousand dollars. a month. Mm -hmm. It's like mind-boggling, first of all, for them to see and recognize that. Uh But that's what we're also here to help them really navigate and realize, right? The 5, 10, 15 years worth of work history and, you know, increasing your salary and doing right about your money or making some changes now, maybe some small changes now with your money can make a tremendous amount of impact in a short period of time. For many of these high high six figure earners, or you know, hundred thousand and above. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Steph and I actually have shared some clients uh, mm-hmm. this past couple of weeks. And for my clients that I encouraged to work with Steph, all four of them were are on track to max out their four hundred one ks. Where a year ago they were like, I don't even know yeah. what this is or what I'm, why yeah. I'm doing it. And so I'm really glad that we're gonna have more conversations about that and. When we talk about career and investing, a lot of where I also saw a gap, which is why I was so excited to have you come on board, is, okay, well, make more money, make more money, but at the expense of your health. (laughs) And so health is the third pillar of the women's wealth effect. And so what does health mean to you? If you think about when you may not have been making a lot of money and how much you thought about money or lost sleep over money, that all plays into the ecosystem of how your life operates, Mm -hmm. right? And life is very, very volatile. As women, we deal with a lot of things like being caregivers. We live longer. We obviously don't make as much money as our male counterparts Mm -hmm. in the workforce. And so we're navigating a lot of other headwinds 
that that not everyone does, right? Mm-hmm. And so there was also another study that says 34% of women answer that they actually lose sleep at some point literal in time, sleep. literal sleep once a month, right? And I know I need my sleep. I honestly don't know how I was navigating my career on the little amount of sleep that I was now that I enjoy more sleep in my current phase of life. Mm-hmm. But when you're up thinking about money, when you're up worrying about your debt, when you are up worried about healthcare, you know, health bills that, you know, randomly came at you, but you didn't have an emergency fund, you name it, it plays and manifests into so many different things. In career, investing, like if your career is not going well, if you're not happy in your job, if you feel like you're not being paid your worth, all of these things just start to culminate in whether it be physical manifestation. I was blurry-eyed. I was experiencing a lot of dizzy spells towards the tail end of my time. And a lot of stress was happening for me, right? I was leaving this 15-year career. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, about to leave the place that I grew up technically from a career standpoint. I was going to move my family to another country. I was going to be an entrepreneur and leave the paycheck that I was, you know, I was originally making. And so all that stress was culminating into a lot physically. But I will say that when you have money, you can get therapy, you can get coaching, you can get the actual physical, you know, doctor help that you need. You can navigate trying to grow your family if it might be tough and challenging and not have to worry about needing that active income all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I think there's been a, definitely a lot more conversation in the personal finance space about, you know, the intersection between health, mm-hmm. mental health specifically too, and wealth, which I'm really grateful for. Yeah. And I also think there's still more conversation to be had of, if you have been used to the golden handcuffs, the rat race, all of these things, and you have been someone, and I think we both can probably say that we've, you know, we've expensed our health at some points well, for sure. in the pursuit of more money. Now that we are both kind of like in fire mode, and if if you haven't heard that term, financial independence, retire early. I personally have uh, taken the stance that for me, it means financial independence, relax every day because I literally did not know how to relax. Yeah. Like to the point where I was on anxiety medication. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I thought there was something wrong with me. And then I realized it was capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a sickness. It was like, I have to keep doing more. Yeah. I have to keep doing more. If I'm not doing anything, like what's wrong with me, yeah. right? And so I think there definitely needs to be more conversation, again, specifically for high-earning women. At what point is enough enough? It's high-earning, it's high-potential, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's this inherent thing for high-potential women to try to do all the things. We were fed. Women can have it all, not all at the same time. Mm-hmm. I've tried it. Yeah. It doesn't not very well, yeah. right? But whenever you can grapple with your financial situation, get the right help and support— you can start really sussing through, well, why is this happening? Why do I always react this way? How did I grow up that's actually, you know, how do I need to treat my inner child, right, differently in this moment now as an adult? And we have that opportunity to do that now. Mm -hmm. And we deserve the opportunity to be able to take advantage of that. Yes, yes. And so if you're one of those high potential women, high earning or one day high earning woman, and you felt like, oh my gosh, like, I'm doing all the right things. I'm doing everything that I was supposed to do to be happy and I'm feeling not so great right now, then stay tuned. You know, more of this podcast is going to be talking about how we can balance those things and still build, you know, healthy wealth, right? And so, yeah. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit to kind of pull this together. 
what is the aspect of giving back to your community and women contributing to their communities through the idea of wealth to you? Yeah. So interestingly, when Steph and I met for the first time in person in FinCon, I didn't recognize that me being on stage and FinCon was going to mean certain things to certain people. Mm -hmm. And so it was, first of all, Steph and a few other creators, uh, Janice and Mandy, mm -hmm. uh, like uh, several people were so supportive. And I had not felt that because I, one, I had not been out. <laughs> she hadn't <laughs> been in the outside. I hadn't been outside <laughs> since COVID started. And so it was a, it was a really big shift from being in my pajamas in my office to being on stage at FinCon. But after that conversation, um, I had several women of all ethnicities, yes. all ages coming up to me. You know, some women said, oh my gosh, like, I love it. Like, you're a vibe. Like, mm -hmm. I love everything that you said. And it was a black woman. And then I had a, a white woman come up to me and she said, I love that you said that you are child free. Mm -hmm. I have not seen someone say that and be so confident in it. And that made mm -hmm. me feel really better. And then, of course, I had a couple of Filipino Americans who yeah. came up to me and they're like, first of all, I didn't know you existed. And I'm so glad to hear you say that because culturally there are some nuances as there are with many cultures of, of like the money conversations, Filipino yes. culture. And so for me, I look at, look at community as not only myself being a representation of what others might not have seen um, during their money careers, uh, money and careers, but community for me is also finding other women mm -hmm. to have these conversations with and make uh, money like a normal thing that we talk about. Yeah. yeah. I think the other thing for me was being in the global type work that I was doing before and now being in Lisbon, you're here. I met another creator last Friday. She was freaking amazing. Go check out Vanessa at Wander Onwards. She was like a sister that I didn't know was out there, another Mexicana that's over here in Europe doing her thing. You know, we now get to meet Christina later on today, mm -hmm. Christina from Art's Journey. But what I'm realizing is that this community is global. We're everywhere. Mm -hmm. And some of my clients are all across the world navigating, you know, how do they want to do this thing? And so I felt like I wanted to create impact for individuals, not impact for the bottom line. Yeah. Oh, I love After that. After a while. Mm -hmm. And for me, I always was really excited about speaking to a woman about how does she grow her career. She always wanted to be like me, right? And this is my opportunity to do that, to mm -hmm. give back. I got into leadership because I wanted to give back to you know others because I had great leaders. Now I want to give back in the personal finance community, specifically to women because we deserve it. And I love speaking with every single one of them because mm -hmm. they have something to bring to the table. They yeah. Every conversation. It's yeah. Amazing. And I think, you know, there's a lot of talk in like what's unique to each specific community. Sure. And we're definitely going to have those conversations. But I also have found even just the conversations that we've been having already with this podcast, with some of our upcoming episodes of like actually how much we have in common. For sure. And even Steph and I, I'm like, I didn't know that about you. Wait, I, that, yeah. That sounds like it She's resonates like, oh my with gosh, me. We met our, our significant others very similarly. Like, <laughs> who would have thunk it, right? Right, right. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, the more that we can find and also what unites us versus what just makes us different, yeah. I think we can all, you know, take some, you know, very tangible takeaways from this season, what we can do as women to yeah. amplify yeah. the wealth effect. I'll say this last thing. I think we surprise ourselves like this because we've not given ourselves the opportunity to have these conversations with women to begin with, right? Oh, so true. And a lot of us as women say, like, we want to support other women. We want to do these things for other women. Like, I am definitely in whatever. And I feel like you really kind of put your money where your mouth is, is in even just bringing me onto the podcast, which I'm super grateful for. 
But I think we need more of that. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much more nuance and deeper understanding that come out of the conversation. And I, I mentioned this earlier. We don't have to go to the golf course. We don't have to drink whole like six shots of tequila at some mixer, right, for work. But we can have these conversations on our terms and in the way that we feel most comfortable. And I'm hoping that this really helps other women along the way while you guys are listening to us. I love that. And I love that you brought up that point. And this is the last thing I'll say is that something that I recognize going back to this community Mm -hmm. pillar is there's also a lot of us who are trying to do things in silos or doing it in silence or suffering like along the way. And so when Stephanie had mentioned the idea of even doing a podcast, I was just like, well, why don't we just do that together? And uh, I'm a big proponent of sharing platforms versus, oh, I have to do my thing, reinventing things over and over again. And so I hope that's another thing that people can take away from this season is, well, there's other amazing women who are doing things out there. I don't have to recreate my own thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, and most of the people that we'll talk to are going to be happy Mm-hmm. to share those nuggets, those things, instead of like gatekeeping a lot of exactly. the stuff that has been traditionally gatekept. Is that the right word? <laughs> gatekept? In personal finance. Kept in gates. <laughs> <laughs> so I am super excited. I hope y'all continue to follow the journey in this particular season. And for those of you who want to follow Stephanie along the way too, where's the best place that people can find yeah. you? Uh, Women's Wealth Effect was originally born on Instagram, so you can find me on Instagram at Women's Wealth Effect, or I'm a lot more active on LinkedIn now. Mm. So you can find me on LinkedIn under my personal name, Stephanie Gonzalez, Stephanie with an F, and so all those links will be down below in the show notes. How are people able to find you right now? Yeah. Changes? I am all over the place, unfortunately. (laughs) No, you know what? I'll take the back. Fortunately, I'm all over the place. Uh, But more specifically right now, where I think it's going to be helpful for this audience, you can check out my free guide. It's crushyourmoneygoals.com slash free guide. And I share the 10 money tools that I think in particular uh, six-figure earners will be able to use. And I'm currently doing some work with Forbes, and there's a lot of articles in there that I think would be helpful to this audience. And those links will be in the show notes as well. The great thing about Bernadette's articles is like they're practical. They're things that you can really take away and do. I find myself reading them. I find myself sending them to my friends. Oh. So please, you know, guys, I, I, I would say as women, if I gave you an action, I'll give you two. Share something that you've heard that was really amazing, inspirational, useful with your other girlfriends. I know you're in a WhatsApp chat or some type of group chat. So yep. take that action. The second one is I wouldn't be where I am right now if I didn't create some clarity, control, and confidence with my personal finance plan. And while I know it sounds daunting, I've created a free early retirement planner that asks you nine questions. And in less than 10 minutes, you can get answers to three questions. How much do I need to save or invest to retire? How long do I need to invest to retire? And can I retire early? So there's a quick five-minute guide. When you sign up to that, I'll link it in the show notes below. And then you get the opportunity to ask me some questions 48 hours after you actually get the download. I love it. So some clear call to actions to you ladies already. And please let us know. We'd love to hear your feedback on what you took away from this episode, what you're hoping to hear okay. in future episodes. And stay tuned for the next edition of Crush Your Money Goals, the Women's Wealth Effect series. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crush Your Money Goals, season six, the Women's Wealth Effect. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast. 
Your feedback helps us spread the wealth of knowledge to more women like you. If you'd like to work with me to help you create clarity, control, and confidence with your financial independence journey, you can snag my free early retirement planner at womenswealtheffect.com forward slash planner. And if you'd like to work with me to kickstart your financial freedom plan, you can grab my free guide on the 10 money tools you need right now at crushyourmoneygoals.com slash free guide. Stay tuned for the next episode. queencitypodcastnetwork.com.